You're listening to Living the Dream Acting, a podcast for actors and artists from stage to screen who are taking action on living their dreams. And now here's your host, Christina Kipper. and thank you for joining me today. Wow, we are going through some tough times right now. And uh, the only word I can think of that comes to me over and over again really is surreal. It's just so surreal. And I'm calling this series right now Living the Dream During COVID-19. So basically, I had planned on relaunching the podcast in the fall. I had plans for September uh, with some other, you know, some exciting projects connected to the podcast. And when this all started, I, like many of you, immediately felt a whole series of emotions all at once. So the easiest way to address it is to say that I was completely overwhelmed and I was having a lot of anxiety and I was trying to process all that. And simultaneously, I was seeing some folks that were out on the internet, you know, starting to post, you know, different opportunities for people to talk to each other, opportunities for people to perform for each other, where they were giving kids in high schools a chance to perform the plays and musicals that they had been working so hard on and weren't going to get a chance to put on their feet because the schools were closing down. And as we saw all of this going on, I felt this overwhelming need and desire to do something, but I didn't know what that something was. And I, not just something to make me feel better, but I felt like I know there's some way I can contribute. I know there's some way I can help. I know there's some way I can serve or give back. And all of a sudden, the podcast popped in my head. And this idea of living the dream during COVID-19, as the entertainment industry is completely shut down right now, what does that look like? What does living the dream look like? How are we taking care of ourselves? How are we staying inspired? How are we managing our stress? What does living the dream look like in a time like this? So... Uh, First, I want to say a thank you to Trevor Algott for providing me with this new intro and outro voiceover. Appreciate so much that he, uh, he shared his vocal expertise with us and uh, allowed me to update the intro and the outro with him. And I reached out to former guests who had been on the podcast in years past to see if they could connect because that was what I was really feeling too was I want to connect I want to check in I want to make sure people are okay I want to talk to people I want to see how everyone's doing and I need it too I need to connect I need to talk I need to talk about how I'm doing. So thank you so much, our guest today, Janine Valentine, for reaching out and saying, yes, let's do this. Let's have a conversation. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump right in now to that conversation with Janine. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you find it helpful. And we'll come around at the end with some additional thoughts and more things to think about as we're all remembering that we're going through this together. So I hope you find it helpful and I'll talk to you on the other side.
how are you doing? How are you doing in all this uh, craziness? Well, um, this is by far the most challenging role I've ever had as an actress. I'm living and starring in my own sci-fi feature film, exactly. it seems. <laughs> um, it's, it's so surreal. It's still so surreal. Um, I'm not a naive person, but I don't have cable. Uh, when I want to know information about what the heck's going on, I, I tend to do, do my own research so that I, I feel like I'm you know, nearer to the truth mm-hmm. uh, than just the mass, you know, news media feeding me mm-hmm. what they want me to know and what they want me to hear and believe and this and that. So, um, but it's still very surreal. I've been very blessed with health. Same with my children, my family, my friends. Um, the closest person, I, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. The closest person to me that has the virus is in New York City and he's showing no symptoms, thank God. Oh, but that's as close as it's gotten to me. So, um, I, I know I'm not in a bubble, but, uh, I just, you know, I take all the precautions necessary. It's, but it's very, it's just, I never, ever thought this would happen in, in our time. Definitely. Yep. It's very surreal. That's the word that keeps coming up. It's kept coming up for me and for other people that I know. And, um, you know, as Janine just said, she's in Las Vegas, I'm in Arizona and I know Las Vegas started, their shutdown mayors uh, or uh, measures, really, the mayor, you know, kind of started shutting things down about a week, maybe uh, four days before we really started doing things here. So I know um, you guys started to feel it right away, but we, we might not know. I don't know anyone that's sick either. And I, again, pray to God that I don't know anyone who's sick um, in the near future, but it's affecting all of us, obviously. Uh, mental health wise, uh, the way we're, you know, having to move through the world. Some of us are able to work from home. Some of us aren't. Some of us, you know, our job doesn't lend itself to working from home. Uh, and really the, the entertainment industry has completely shut down in all aspects. It's just, it's remarkable that Las Vegas is completely shut down. And you know, entertainment, the entertainment world, you know, we're, you know, if you got some extra cash, you go and see a show or a movie. So we're kind of the expendable cash. We're the first thing to go, unfortunately. Um, and it is very eerie to see Las Vegas just shut down. I mean, we are the live entertainment capital of the world and there's nothing live about it. It's very scary. And that's why, you know, surreal comes up because mm-hmm. you don't want it to be real, but it is. Yeah. But home's okay, family's okay for now. Um, you're hanging in there. We are doing very well under the circumstances, and you know we're healthy and just trying to stay uh, sane. Um, but you know, wine helps. And, uh, Twizzlers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wine does help. I can't. Thank God for Netflix. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. Thank God for Netflix. Ugh. Not so much with the Twizzlers. I'm more. I'm looking. I'm staring at the bag of Reese's cups that I can see from here. <laughs> That's more my bent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and streaming oh The Office and all episodes of The Office. That's my go-to again and again and again. Oh, yeah. I'm doing Ozark. I'm on an Ozark oh, kick right. right now. All right, I haven't watched Ozark, so that we'll have to see. <laughs> 
I'll have to check oh out. my God, you have to, you're going to yeah. die. I just, I keep Ama- amazingly written. Laura Linney is, is well, like the best actress by far in Hollywood these days. She's amazing. She oh amazing. My God. She's very, yeah, she's pretty amazing. So, um, all right. So let's, yeah, let's talk about, um, you and I did an interview for the podcast in, I believe we were double checking this earlier, it was 2014. So that's really six years ago, which feels like a drop in the bucket. I don't know where the last six years have gone, but. Um, <laughs> Seriously. I know. But uh, can you give us a little kind of a catch up on some of the good things that have been happening for you during that time period, um, you know, maybe a little bit of the good, the bad, the ugly, but I know you've had some, uh, some accomplishments mm-hmm. during that period, of course. So, um, you know, if you yeah, share a little bit with us about how things have been going since you last were on the podcast. That is such a loaded question. There have been six full years of, um, many, many ups and blessings and uh, some very unfortunate downs. Um, I lost my mother to cancer. That was basically what has shaped the last five years of my life. Um, it is definitely life-changing when the person who gives you life is no longer here on this planet. It's, um, it's quite the interesting concept to try to just recreate, you know, holidays and, you know, just things like that. Um, but I do believe that she is my angel up there. She's rooting for me. And uh, after she passed, I decided that I, I couldn't wait any longer. And I needed to collaborate with some amazing uh, other songwriters that I found. So I collaborated with Sarah Thiel. And uh, she and Michael Blue, he's a Grammy Award winning uh, producer out of L.A. He's done um, Jason Mraz and Five for Fighting and Colby Calais and now Janine Valentine. Um, but he produced... Um, four songs on my LP, which is a limited press CD to, you know, get out there and it's out there or not. It's on every digital format. Now you can, if you Google my name, Janine Valentine, you can, you know, purchase my songs. It's on Google play and things that I've never even heard of like Dieter. I don't know. Um, but Spotify, all that fun stuff, iTunes. And so that was really such an exploratory time for just allowing myself to be the most um, intimate with somebody without, with, with, with my clothes on, you know what I'm saying? Like writing is such an intimate thing. I don't, I don't know if people realize the process. You're, you know, you're very vulnerable and letting all of your emotions, just you're putting them on the table. So it's kind of a scary, it's empowering, but it's a scary thing. So that was, that was amazing. And um, so got to release those and then just, I keep doing, you know, I'm still, a live theater girl. So I'm all over the Las Vegas strip, like whoever will have me. Um, I uh, signed a a brand new recording deal with uh, one nation. And uh, so I've been writing with them, collaborating with uh, actually a rapper, which, which has been really neat and interesting because that's all the, all the craze these days is, is doing a, you know, a nice melodic tune. And then some, some cool rap comes in. That's not my thing. So I was like, you go for it. This is awesome to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, writing a lot. I was actually just writing all day today with my social distancing. Though my producers literally were on the phone or were emailing back and forth. 
you know, how's this track? How's this melody? How, how are these lyrics, this and that um, all day long? So we're trying to, you know, still be respectful of the social distancing. And uh, so I'm doing that. Oh, my goodness. Um, I just I was just working on a brand new show at the Bellagio. Uh, it was called the May 1st Supper Club. It was one of the hottest new shows to come into Vegas in a very long time. And uh, I was understudying for them. And I had some great shows. And then, of course, you know, this uh, craziness hit. So everything's closed down. But I, I, still, I still choose to have faith over fear. So um, I, I'm really excited. Like, things were really on a roll and really going very well producing my own show in several different venues and sold out. And it just is just such a, it's like a warm hug from, from people that have seen me, you know, throughout the years, my 25 years here in Vegas. And they're like, finally, you're doing your own show. And for them to just be so supportive, it was literally like, it was a beautiful, beautiful feeling of, of just, you know, feeling accepted, which I think everybody wants, you know, but like, you know, like, uh, they really like me, that kind of yeah. thing. So it's been, uh, it's been, a, definitely a roller coaster, which life is for, for many, many people. Um, but I'm trying to, uh, I'm on the end of embracing things now and not fighting cause I know I am not in control. So mm-hmm. yeah. And <laughs> That's the long and the short of it. And if nothing else, that's certainly what this time has reminded us of, if we didn't know already, that we're not in control. And, um, you know, we just have to listen and be patient and uh, and go with, uh, go with the direction and the guidance that we're getting, you know, I think is the best way. And just living in the prison. It's hard to be patient yeah. and to be still. Yep. That's a discipline in itself, you know. So I'm, as I continue to hone my, my craft and, you know, being a performer, I'm still also honing my craft and, you know, being a, a, a daughter and a, and a mom and a friend and, a you know, I mean, all those things. It's, it's, it's a work in progress. Definitely. <laughs> until we go, until we go, it'll be a work in progress forever. <laughs> um, so I know. Absolutely. Yeah, I know that you had... Um, now, when we had talked uh, six years ago, you were with the Shintas quite a bit at that time. And uh, actually, I think that was your main performance uh, gig that you were doing at that time. And then, unfortunately, there was a, a loss that happened there as well. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind. Um, I've been with the Shintas almost eight years, uh, took over for their sister who retired from performing. And then it was uh, me and the brothers, Frankie and Joey. And then we lost Joey um, two and a half years ago. And uh, it's just, it's never been the same since. It's its just, it's its still, you know, we're still given our 120%, but it's just, it's not the same. You know, he was my, my show bro, I called mm-hmm. him. And he was by far like a huge comedic part of the show and, He's just, he's so missed. He's so very missed. And I'm, but I think about him and I think about my mom and I'm like, I'm glad you guys aren't here for this crap that's going on. Cause this is nuts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so try to find the blessings, you know? So <sighs> now you are still performing. So with things them? have, yeah, things have drastically changed, but mm-hmm. it's, I'm still performing with them. Um, you know, it's who knows where, all of this is going to lead us. And I'm just, I try to remain hopeful and just have an open mind that, you know, when we do come back, the whole world is going to want and need to laugh and to be entertained. And hopefully, you know, Vegas will come back bigger and better 
And I'm, I hope I could be a part of that. I mean, that would be an amazing blessing. This has been my home forever. Um, so, to, you know, to continue to be a part of the, of the, you know, theatrical live theater structure here in Vegas, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what the next chapter is going to be for everybody. Yeah, I think that we will definitely be back. I think we'll be back stronger. And I, I think that it will not be the same. You know, there will definitely be a new normal. I don't want it to be the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think there are some things, you know, what, whatever you consider normal, quote unquote. Um, but, you know, normal wasn't really working for a lot of people. And I'm, I just I'm very I'm very lucky that I, I, I have a very strong spirituality. And it's just I feel like, it. you know, we're all being tested right now. Now, you know, whether you believe in, in God or Buddha, whatever, you know, I, I have a, a heart for everybody. And, and I hope you believe in something bigger than yourself. That's my hope, you know. Um, but I'm relying on that right now. I, I, it's, you know, call it a crutch, call it what you will. But but I, I need the Lord right now to, to make sure that <laughs> so I don't lose my mind through all of this and keep positive and, you know, keep dreaming. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think that for for me, when this all first started happening, I went right to the anxiety stuff. So, you know, there was definitely, you know, some fear and some, uh, you know, mental shaking up and, you know, some crying and some confusion. And, and I started doing all of the things that I uh, know don't work. And had to, t- it took me about a week to kind of go, okay, hang on, you know how to do this, right? And we know how to take care of ourselves, <laughs> you know, like even forgetting to journal and it's meditate so- and exercise and, you know, and just going, hang on, take a breath, take a breath. Let's go get back to what we know supports our, our sense of center and sense of self so that we can have a clear mind to Absolutely. make decisions and, uh, you know, and, and it's still a little, I think going out to the grocery store is probably the hardest part. Um, I am able to work from home right now. Um, I just have to go out to the store periodically to get a few things. And that usually kind of gets me, either gets my me a little anxious because I just feel like I don't want to touch anything. Or I get pissed at people because they're. I feel like they're not social distancing. They're not in the right way. They're not following the rules, <laughs> you know. And uh, or I'm worried no, about my. I, I get annoyed yeah. because I'm like, why are you hoarding toilet paper? That too. Like, seriously, yeah. I know. I can't I find know. toilet paper in the three stores in two weeks, and I can't find toilet paper. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what am I supposed what to do? Did I can't the make my own. Do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How did they do so it in the wild in. west? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. <sighs> I know. But at the really, yeah, everybody deals with things differently, so I I try to, you know, respect that, but it's like I deal with big things and big crises. I'm actually like calm and I wouldn't say I'm cool, but I can be calm. Like if it's a little thing, you know, like when I drop my phone, I'm like the world just ended, you know, like it's <laughs> Like, no, your phone is fine. You didn't even crack it. Like, take it easy. But like big things like this, like, oh, people are dying. The whole world is shut down. I'm like, well, you know what? It'll be okay. Like, I don't know where that comes from, but I'm glad I have it because otherwise I would just, I mean, I'd be running in circles, chasing my own tail. I don't know what I would do. 
And that that's really the my point in bringing that up was to bring us back to what you were saying about the spiritual center. I think that's so important and I feel the same way and I it doesn't mean that I'm doing anything perfectly. It just means I have something to come back to to keep reminding me you know, where home base is, what that looks like, you know, uh, that I'm loved, that I'm, it's going to be, we're going to be okay, you know, somehow it's going to be okay. Um, and I, I think that's great that you have that Absolutely. as well. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, well, you know, we're human, we're, we're going to mess up, nothing's going to be perfect in our world ever, you know, we can try, but <laughs> yeah, all we can do is try to have patience with ourselves and others and, you know, get through this as best we can. So let me ask you uh, about the a little more about the songwriting uh, that you've really been uh, really been making happen in the last several years. And I always knew you to be, you know, a very talented performer and um, you know, fabulous singer. And uh, I knew that you had wanted to, you know, delve into songwriting more, but. What do you think was the turning point that caused you to really pull the trigger on that? And what, what great things have come from that since you said yes to that? It really, it really had to do with my own like mental health and, and getting to a place where I was confident enough that I did have a message to share. And I, and I did have emotions, you know, that were, prolific that needed a melody or, you know what I'm saying? They say music is the speech of angels. And, and I, and I really had to get to a place of, of being confident enough to go, Hey, what do you think about this? So I started, I started sharing, even started sharing uh, like articles that I would write um, like momming so hard in Vegas, stuff like that. Cause I, I'm, I find myself, I'm the only single mom working in a, as an entertainer full time in Las Vegas. And Wow. I was like, does do people realize? Do people realize like what I go through? Like, I have two teenagers. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god! Remember when you were a teenager? You know, like, hello. It's yep. it's not easy. So, I uh, started writing articles and then um, just started sharing, you know, lyrics to songs. And then I had a, a very dear friend of mine. He was like, you and Sarah Thiel would be great together. And I was like, who? What? I had met her a couple of times. I uh, knew her to be a, a great songwriter and an amazing, amazing pianist, very accomplished pianist. And I was very intimidated by her. But then I met her and we went out and had, we had coffee. We were just chilling. And um, she was pregnant at the time and I had kids at the time, you know, long story short, we just hit it off. And she made me feel so at ease and that what I had to say was worthy and worthwhile. So mm-hmm. she really did bring out um, the, the writer in me and, and, uh, it's been, you know, not every song's a hit song. You know, if I'm lucky one in a thousand, I don't know, maybe I'll be luckier than that, but, um, but it's, it's a process and I'm on that road and, and she opened up that whole world to me and I, and I just love it. And now I have, um, these new producers who allow me to do it, you know, with them. And, and it's just, it's therapeutic to be able to, you know, sit down and, and just, you hear, you know, a track, they basically send me a track and they're like, here's the beat, here's this and that. Like, what are you thinking? And, and I'll be like, well, I think it's, you know, I, I come up with a theme for the song and, uh, then we go from there. It's, it's, just, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing process. It takes a lot out of me. It really is quite exhausting, 
Um, cause it's very emotional, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, very grateful that I have these opportunities now to, to write and share with people. That's awesome. Well, I'm really excited for you. My one song actually is just, uh, released everywhere. It's called survivors. And I, and I'm not, I'm not the kind of performer. I don't need like attention. I'm not like, there's a lot of people out there going, look at me, look at me. Um, <laughs> I really do. I write for the spiritual aspect of it. And I write because I need it. I need to get it off my chest. Basically it is kind of self-serving almost, but this is called survivors. And it's basically, you know, I, I want, I wish that the world in general would accept everybody because we are all the same on the inside. And so that's kind of what it speaks to. And it says, you know, we're survivors. We all survive something, whether it be the loss of a loved one, a heartbreak, uh, uh, you know, loss of a house, whatever, your job. We've all survived something major and sometimes traumatic in our lives. And that's what the song speaks about. So that's that's out there. Mm-hmm. I just threw it out there on uh, Facebook and stuff again. And I just, you know, I'm trying to comfort people, you know, because it's going to be like, I just want to squeeze everybody, you know, in a loving way and go, it's going to be fine. I promise you. But I can't make those promises. But it's in my heart, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Jadine, let's talk about uh, the shows that you've been producing. Yeah, I uh, started doing my show called Decades of Divas. And I've, it's always been on my heart because I, I, I do so many different song styles. And so, you know, just if you star in a musical, it's a certain style of music or, you know, like the Shintas, it's a certain style of music. But Decades of Divas, I can do anything and everything I want. So I'm doing Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, Puccini, Pavarotti. Mm-hmm. Like I'm throwing in, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, Natalie Cole. It's, it's, all, it's all over the place. It's so many different genres from, you know, jazz to pop to R&B to musical theater to opera. And it is just such a fun little journey that I get to go on. Um, and the audiences seem to love it. And I have done it uh, twice in Vegas thus far. And then um, now I actually just signed a deal and it's an, uh, October 22nd. So everything is going to be over and done with and we're all going to be healed yes. and moved on by that. Yes. I have complete faith, but it's going to be at the, the Smith Center Cabaret Jazz Room, which is a beautiful room. And, and it's, uh, it's, that's, it's scary because that's like, you know, you mentioned that room and people are like, Oh wow. And I'm like, Oh God, don't say that. I'm going to throw up. Like I'm already nervous and it's not till October, but, um, but really excited to be able to put that together and showcase uh, my show there. So it's been, it's been great. That's great. Now you have other performers that you're bringing in to sing with you as well. Yes. I brought in at my co-writer, Sarah Thiel. She came in, we sang a couple of originals and then, uh, my best friend, um, Jennifer Rosick, she is a, a fellow Buffalonian. We met way back in the day. And uh, she's done Broadway and such, and now she lives out here in Las Vegas. And so she comes in, and she is gracious enough to do my backups. So I have that and, of course, the band behind me. Um, but I, like uh, the first show, I brought in um, six young children to sing, uh, like, you know, just a little kid chorus. It was super cute. And then the second show, I had uh, Sarah and, and Jennifer accompany me. So this uh, the show in October. I, I have so many ideas. I just don't know which which way you know which direction I'm going to go. But we'll definitely have some some special guests for this show as well. That's really exciting, and it seems very in line with what you were saying earlier about 
getting to that point where just the confidence, there's a tipping point there that you go from, you know, being in other folks' shows, you know, helping their show to really creating and producing your own and really following the dream that you've been wanting to make seen in the world is how I see it. It's, it's, yeah. I, I mean, people have been, you know, I, when I, I co-starred with Clint Holmes at Harris for three and a half years, that was, oh my God, 16 years ago now. Wow. Um, I was three mm-hmm. and <laughs> well, really articulate at three. Um, but even back then he was like, you need your own show. And I was like, are you nuts? I was, I was perfectly happy. You know, he gave me like one or two songs and I would sing his backup and we had great chemistry on stage. And then I'd get to just, you know, go to the dressing room and chill. I was perfectly happy with that. It's a huge responsibility to, you know, have your own show and be the star of your own show. Because, you know, if they don't like it, guess who's to blame, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So it's very nerve wracking. How do you separate that producer hat that you need to wear and putting everything together and then the performer hat who needs to kind of shake that off and be able to step out and give that great show and be centered? Um, That's a really good question. I just... You know, when we're doing sound check and getting the band, you know, everybody together and getting everybody's sound the way they need it, I just, I've learned actually from people like Frankie Shinta, um, even though he's very high strung, God bless him, to just be really patient with these people and to trust that they are professionals, we hope, <laughs> that they're professional sound people and lighting people and that they know what to do. They know how to interpret what you're saying. And it's really, it's another trust issue. You know, this is a ballad. What do you, how are you going to like this? I suggest this. What do you think? And just, you know, communicating with your lighting and sound people is of utmost importance. The band, I know they have my back. I've been working with them in, in different, you know, venues for years and years and years. So I was never, never worried about them having my back. And that's also important is to make sure you have musicians on stage that you trust. Um, and then, you know, after sound check and after all that, then, then you go backstage and you start, you know, painting your face and doing your hair. And that's when I want to throw up because now it's all pointed at me, you know, yeah. like it's all me now. And I'm like, oh, Lord have mercy. So just honestly, I, I say, I say a little prayer to God and I say, just, you know, allow me to do the best of my ability. That's all I want. You know, I'm not, I'm not a superhero. I am human. It's live theater. There's going to be mistakes. Um, and, you know, I want to just go with it, you know, with grace yeah. <laughs> and fluidity and just, uh, you know, do my do my best. I want my goal is to leave there. I want to feel like I did well. You know, if someone, oh, you did so great. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate the accolades. But I need to know in my heart and in my soul that I did well. I need to feel like I did well, that I put out my best. Otherwise, it just doesn't feel I don't feel complete. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm hmm. Yep, I sure do. I sure do. And I'm glad that you shared that you feel like throwing up. I have to. <laughs> I have. Sometimes my son will ask me that, like, don't you? He'll be like, I, I get so nervous before I go out. And I say, honey, I still get nervous after all these years. I don't know how many audiences I've been in front of and pieces that I've done. And he's like, you still get nervous? I'm like, yes, I still get nervous. I sometimes feel like I'm going to throw up. I sometimes feel like I want to run away. The difference is I don't. <laughs> I stay. You take right. a deep breath, you, you know, sh- again, that gratitude and then just go out there. But I think, people, mm-hmm. you know, it's good for people to know that, uh, you know, the nerves still come. It's what you do after. That and it's, yeah, it's, it's like, 
I know that, you know, some people look at it as like, this is our job Mm -hmm. and we're doing our job. But when your calling is to be a performer, it's just so much more than that. I mean, I really find it hard to believe that, you know, and I could be wrong. Like an accountant goes in going, God, I love these numbers. I can't wait to crunch these numbers. Oh, these people get me so riled up. I can't wait to see Mrs. Jones. She's amazing with her books. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't think there's a passion there that we have. I mean, like I said, I could be wrong, but well, we're certainly just, more emotional from a different about place. our passion. Yeah. <laughs> It's more emotionally expressive and dramatic. Yeah. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's there. It just looks, it just looks different, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, very different. Yeah. Well, um, Janine, I'm I'm glad you're well. Uh, I love all the the things that you have been working on the past several years. I'm so happy and excited for what's coming up in the fall because there will be a fall, a positive fall, and we just need to keep planning and creating as you know in preparation for that. And uh, in the meantime, there's always uh, the internet, and uh, absolutely, you know, there are opportunities that way to perform as well. A lot of theater companies are turning in that direction currently, and. Uh, with the recordings you've done, people can enjoy them right now and then come see you live later on in the fall. So uh, definitely want to that would be awesome. support you and your work and, and what you've got thank coming you. down the pike. And thank you for checking in with us. And uh, we look forward to hearing more about, you know, how the rest of your year is going after we get over this crisis that we will get on the other side of. For sure. Amen and hallelujah. And I just want to say real quick, since you know we, we had no March and no April, yeah. we're also going to not have a bikini season. <laughs> I hope all women are on board with me. I, I'm feeling really good about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's, it's in fairness to March and April. <laughs> I'm not getting on a boat, but I'm on board with you. <laughs> no cruises for me. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's good to laugh with you, my friend. Thank you, you, lady. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation with Janine Valentine. Again, I just want to say, I know that we're all struggling. I know that we're all going through a lot of, you know, some stressful times. You are going to, you are going to experience ups and downs as you're going through this. One of the things that helps me is I take breaks from the news. I check in usually online, and I usually read it as opposed to listening to it. And I'm really focused on the things that have to do with what's going to keep me safe, what important updates do I want to know or need to know about, and I try to stay away from all the other stuff that's going on out there and just focus on what I need to do to take care of myself and take care of my family. So I would recommend that if you can. And also do things 
that center around self-care. So maybe you're able to work from home. Maybe you are out of work right now. Or maybe you have to work. And whatever position you're in, whatever you're dealing with or going through, just make sure that you're staying safe. You're doing everything you can to take care of yourself and do those things that are going to help you be as centered as possible. If you journal, journal, meditate, whether you're sitting and doing a meditation on your own or listening to a self-guided meditation, or you are doing something that you consider meditative. So sometimes meditation can be going for a walk. It can be doing yoga. Sometimes, believe it or not, I find it meditative to do the dishes. Not every day, but sometimes it, it helps me just to turn off the TV, turn off the phone, and just focus on that one activity. Um, stretching, putting in, getting some exercise in, doing those things that center us and that allow us to be clear of mind because there's a lot of stress going on right now. Whether Even if you're not in the thick of taking care of those who are suffering and sick from the virus, but you are home wondering, what do I do now? This is a place to start. Do some of those things. If you don't know how to do those things, get on the internet, start looking at some of that stuff. Start learning about meditation, start learning about uh, journaling and self-care. If you know, as an I imagine if you're listening to this, you're an actor, you're an artist. I would say my recommendation is now's the time to get in touch with yourself as an artist. Now is the time to be creative. If you don't know where to start, I recommend doing the artist way. I have done the artist way three times, twice successfully, and it has made an incredible difference in my ability to get in touch with my inner artist and recover as an artist. If there's a play you've always wanted to write, some online courses you've already wanted to, to always wanted to take, now's the time to do that. Be creative. If you're home and you're not working and you can't work, now's the time to be creative. Now's the time to work on those projects that you've always always wanted to work on. You may never get another chance like this. Take advantage of this time and figure out what's calling to you and respond to it. Also, I'm going to take us out with Janine's song, Survivor. You can buy Survivor anywhere you get your music, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, anywhere else you get your music on the net, you can find it. It's a beautiful song. I hope you enjoy it. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk again next week. Thank you. I want the world to change its mind, erase the labels and be kind. Place we all belong. We're not hurting anyone. I hope that peace will find its voice, carry away through all the noise. If we're strong enough to speak, they'll see our beauty. Where do we go from here? I just need a reason to push on, tear down.
will find our way.